Um, so we get, I'm going to move on to something a bit um, like, uh, I don't know whether it's going to be a deeper conversation, but okay, so what does um, diversity and representation mean to each one of you? The first thing that pops up to your mind, what does it mean to you? Um, I'll go first. Okay, sure. So, um, I've heard this quote before where diversity is um, being uh, invited to the table. Mm. Um, and I've also heard um, the quotes on diversity about, like, you know, um, it's not just about being invited to the table, um, but also to look around you and see whose voices is actually missing from the table. So, even if you're invited, like, to look around and kind of see like, hey, actually, I, I've not seen this representation or, uh, you know, I, I see a lot of, um, like, right now, there's a lot of uh, talk on diversity, uh, you know, um, black women being represented, uh, women in hijab being represented, the transgender voice uh, being uh, represented. But there are still um, people who are missing from the table and it is also part of diversity to uh, find out who who is not at the table instead of just being invited to the table. So that's what diversity is. For me, diversity means variety. And it's not just physical. For me, it's not just like um, race or religion. I think it's more to that. It's more about the experience that people are, different experience from different people as well. Right? So I think... That, that, that is what it means to me because I think it's, it, it all matters for, for whether, uh, whether you are um, white or black, you know, or you're Chinese, or what, but I think it's about the experience. Yeah, I guess, I mean, the ladies before me said it pretty well as well. Diversity is, for me, it's like making sure that you are heard um, in a way that is impactful as well. And, and I would say, of course, um, now everyone is talking about okay, let's let's um invite like the black women as well as well like like what Fahima said. All these like social norms, you know, people are like including it just to be part of the conversation or just to make themselves look like they are woke, right? But I think more importantly is to ensure that whoever we include in diversity, I mean whatever it is, whichever racial group, whichever you know, like um. I wouldn't say religious, but like skin color of really anyone out there who who wants to be part of the conversation deserves to sort of be heard, but also. I think it's a common goal as well. We need to be mindful as well that when we're inviting these people, um, you know, and we are part of our campaigns or even part of our conversation, we are mindful what they have to say and we continue the conversation. It's not just a one-off tokenized thing, which I'm really seeing, to be honest, a lot mm. in by brands and, and campaigns. And I find it's very superficial because you're missing the point. Like Dove, for example, right? They had the whole diversity, which was a very great campaign, but honestly, the conversation should be more than that. And especially in football, we're seeing a lot more diversity in terms of like women, you know, on in on in front of camera or even female agents as well. Um, I think we do need allies of of I think if by diverse I mean we know who our or the the I guess the majority race is, uh who, which wherever community we are coming from. We do need these allies to sort of help us as well to amplify the voices of these people who who deserve to be heard. So that's what diversity is to me, to be to be sort of supported in that sense, but also mindful of whatever we are putting out there. Um, about the topic yeah yeah sorry i sounded so like <laughs> it's 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 so much really to take the word is very heavy for me so it's it's so hard to define it yeah it's true it's true okay <laughs> okay um 
Okay, so someone my team actually asked, okay, so do you actually believe that one's um, diversity or status kind of like can be a barrier to kind of like a career progression progression in your related industry? And, you know, because I think um, earlier on, Fahima, you mentioned something about, um, you know, about, you know, um, because Ash mentioned about superficial, right? Whether it's just, you are, are you doing it for the sake of just doing it or whether they're, they're, are you doing it because this is important to you, correct? So how do you think we can, you know, change that mindset or how can that change happen when people, for us to kind of really have the conversation instead of just doing it for the sake of doing it? Um, sorry, sorry. Can you, can you like rephrase the question? I, I, Okay. Okay. So earlier on, um, earlier on, you mentioned something about, um, and Ash also actually mentioned something about it being superficial in the sense that people are just uh, like companies, organizations, just doing it for the sake of doing it. Not not everyone. But so, tokenism. Yeah. Yeah. So how can we, how can we change that? You know, by having conversation, or you know, by, by you know, saying it out loud that hey, you know, we, we in order for our change to happen, we need to have deeper conversations instead of just the, the, the superficialness of things. Right. So um, you're talking about the tokenism aspect of what Ash was saying about how can representation uh, be genuine. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think um, when you, one of the ways that you mentioned was actually uh, through having conversations mm-hmm. uh, and through having um, genuine discussions about um, representation and diversity. I think that's one way to do it. But the other way is to actually really understand, um, like, if, if let's say it's, it's, a, it's a market um, that, that is trying to, um, say it's a fashion industry or like, uh, say it's a, it's a clothes brand that's trying to reach out to more um, other types of women, then I think um, knowing that... Um, diversity is actually beneficial as opposed to it being not uh, like, you know, it, it's not a hindrance. Like it, in fact, when you have more diversity, you actually bring, um, you bring more uh, and you bring more to the table than if let's say the, the spaces were not as diverse. So like it is more important for me to reach, even though the group might be minor, but, they may be like loyal customers if they really feel that um, you are really looking out for them instead of you just trying to like hit them one time and then, um, you know, like, okay, like, so for example, like um, Nike, Nike um, recently, like in their recent campaigns, they would be featuring like uh, women in hijabs uh, as athletes. So I think that if they were really genuine, they would continue to be like trying to engage these women and trying to um, make sure that these voices are represented. And then um, over over time, like you will actually find that um, there will be genuine conversations and genuine connections that are made between them and their customers. So, uh, so I guess in conclusion, in this long-winded thing that I'm trying to say is that if you have genuine conversations, if you have uh, genuine intentions, then uh, diversity is actually going to be of great benefit. Like, like for Singapore, for example, like you know, if we are really genuine about the diversity uh, of races and the diversity of um, our interactions, 
it would actually bring more greatness than discord. Yeah. Ash, Sabrina, do you have anything to share? Add on that? I think um Fahima, you mentioned the Nike ad, right? So like obviously being um in football or in sports, I do watch all these like um campaigns. Some of my players are also signed to these brands. And Nike, in my opinion, has done a very good job in recent years, um, in including the black women um, uh, I mean in America as well as like hijabi sort of representation. But I I have to add as well that um the conversations around them because Nike as well is is a PR uh I guess a PR case of what to do and also what not to do because they also have their own controversies. So I think they're trying to sort of ride this wave um, of you know inclusion and, and getting um, the hijab, sports hijabs out there as well. Because I'm now, for the first time, I'm actually seeing the sports hijabs in the shops. I think five or six years ago, we had, we had to go to Dubai to find these kind of hijabs or order it online. But now I'm seeing it more in the shops. Um, but I'm just seeing it as a product. I'm not seeing it as a as a as a campaign to engage the community itself you know so basically community is engagement to me is very important it's just like in, in football we have the the notion the word i would like to use which is grassroots so engaging the grassroots getting their their opinion you know their sort of like um their thoughts is very important especially if you're trying to to talk about diversity because when you go down to the grassroots when you go and meet these people and when you go engage with, with these youths you will actually see the the faces of the future right these are the people who who are representing you know the next step however they however they look how you know wherever they come from because these kids or these um this generation of young girls are the ones that will be sort of i guess flying the flag for us so i think it's important as well that we 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 make sure that it's not just a, a brand or like a, we don't look at it from especially for brands or big brands that are trying to, to to answer this diversity market they don't just focus on on making it you know like look shazam you know like a, a nice pr sort of a video it has to be back to the community because these are the kids who are going to be buying your 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 stuff your products so i think it's important as well that we we sort of, of understand diversity in that sense and i'm not sure about the question that was asked earlier about whether diversity has been a hindrance um for me um i guess it ha it has not been because it always to be honest pays off to be a little bit different especially in a very like i said um, football used to be a very white, uh, male-dominated environment. So it's always, uh, you, you, you tend to stand out as well if you, you are not that, you know, that sort of that main thing that they're looking for. So I think it sort of has worked in my, I guess, in my favor. And I'm a lot more happy now as well because I'm seeing a lot more girls or guys from very different, um, diverse backgrounds just kind of representing and trying to break into this industry. Because I think that your stories and your backgrounds are what make you special and this should be celebrated and, like I said, told to people so that, all these young kids who want to be like you, they can look up to you and go like, hey, you know, there was there's, there's this girl, there's this guy that, that looks like me, you know, she has my skin color, you know, and, and she speaks like me, you know, and I want to be like her. So for me, I didn't have that role model, like I said, growing up. So now I'm very happy when young kids like DM me and say, hey, I want to be a journalist or whatever. And I'm like, you know what, you can do it because you know what, we are living in a completely different world than we were like even 10 or 20 years ago. Like anything is possible with social media. So yeah, like I said, diversity has been has been good for me. I, I, don't, I don't think it has been a hindrance. And I don't think it should continue to be as well, like moving forward for anybody. Sabrina? I would like to say diversity is actually very, I mean, um, I'm from a very different industry, right? So in the workplace, I think diversity definitely is very, very important, right? Um, even like for me, like founders, um, joining like mentorship programs and things like that, um, I would say like it's very male dominated. I would say 
when we go for all these programs, like we will only see like close to 90% of it is male. When we come to female CEOs or like founders, there are very only actually a handful of them. And I think there is I think that is something that uh, we are the, 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 we are trying to change, right? So I think it's very, very important that diverse because female and male, we actually bring different things to the table. The way we make decisions, the way we we think, right? Our thought process is, is very, very different. Therefore, I think it's very important that um, it is important, whether it's gender or age, I think it will actually bring a balance in the in the in the work industry, in the workspace. Okay. Bringing it on to the next question, okay. So in your in your opinion, okay, what is the the dream or the ideal state of you know diversity or inclusion in your field or industry? Anyone can take this. Uh, Fahima, do you wanna go for it first? <laughs> 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 and it was, it was, yeah. Okay, so um, the ideal state of diversity or inclusion in the modeling industry would be when you see people of all skin tones, people of all colors, you know, um, being represented on the stage. And, you know, like, um, I think like recently, um, one of these brands, I, I can't remember whether it was Gucci or something, like they had a, a model who had Down syndrome and she looked absolutely stunning. She looked absolutely beautiful. And I think to have her represented was, uh, and, you know, was just um, really beautiful to see. So I think um, knowing that, like fashion is, everyone needs to wear clothes and fashion is for everyone. Um, it's not just for the elites. And to have, everyone uh, being represented would be um, would be great whether you're short tall uh, you know plus sized or whether you're skinny um, as long as you're embracing your true individuality I think fashion should represent you Sabrina well for me the ideal state I mean, at least for the founder where I'm here creating jobs for people, right? I would ideally like anybody who is able to, you know, who's interested in like uh, working to just, you know, go out there and put yourself out there to work, right? Um, we always say like, oh, for example, do not think if you are uh, lack, your lack of something, right? Do not make it like your weaknesses do not make it like a roadblock for you no i'm not good i'm not i'm not able to do this therefore i would i, I don't want to try right so i i just feel like you know even if you you feel like um you're lacking something just go for it even if you want if you know you really want to just go for it right it led for me i have uh like for example my team in singapore we have someone who is um, who's deaf and when we first had this applicant applicant we were like no I think it's going to be very difficult working with her and things like that you know I think she's not going to make it and things like that and we we made a change we said that you know what I think we can make it work it's not some it's not going to stop her it's not going to stop us from you know I mean if we really want to make it work we can make it work right so I we should should take the mindset to quick, we should actually change our mindset to go like the moment we see something that you know is not workable do not immediately say no but i think we should should just change the way we think and go for it 
That's great. No, I think I have to agree with Sabrina, right? Yeah, because like um, coming also from the startup world, the inclusion uh, part as well, a lot of girls are a little bit intimidated or they're not sure what to do, especially when they're trying to break into the tech space. Because coming from like, when I was like hiring people for my company, Lugiami, I was getting a lot of male applicants and I'm like, it's an all-female, you know, we're an all-female esports team. I know you guys want to come and join, but I know it's going to sound, I'm going to sound really sexy now, but I was really looking for like an all-female like uh, backroom staff as well. So like I'm talking about like, you know, my head of marketing to be all uh, female, but that was like a very like idealist like notion, but I was, I couldn't find an applicant who was, you know, a girl or a woman who was really, maybe, maybe they, were, they, they felt that, you know, they were a little bit intimidated, I feel. But I got really awesome like candidates who, who were guys. So, I mean, right now, I'm not trying to... I, I know some of them are watching this, but uh, um, I'm not trying to say that guys are not good enough. But ideally, like, I, I also hope, like, Sabrina, like, whatever she said um, about them stepping forward and, you know, taking risks, I think it would be great if more women or girls uh, who are unsure, you know, like, really, like, still go out there, you know, try and, and, and sort of um, take risks, especially when it comes to, like, jobs like, like this where they feel that they might not, you know, get the support that they need. It, it's it's very, it is a very, um, sorry, am I still on this? I'm still it's on this right now. Sorry, I had a call. Okay, there you go. I'm just you know, getting a call in the middle. But um, yeah, it's very important that we, we sort of celebrate and as sort of um, help women to, to feel at home, you know. But at, 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 on the other side as well, um, now that I was talking about a startup sense, but now I'm going to cross over to the football sense. A dream or ideal state is really to get allies. I call it the allies of women. These are men who, who are really supporting women in football and supporting girls. I'm seeing that a lot more now and I'm super happy all the guys who, who are doing it because they really feel that girls deserve to be out there and, and to be treated seriously as female footballers because that is another conversation altogether. Uh, a lot of women, female footballers, they are not taken seriously or they are always sort of bullied on that sense, you know, like, you know, you're not good enough. It's going to make me a sandwich. Don't bother in this, you know, this kind of total sexist statements that, that belong in 1945, for example. But yeah, the dream ideal state would be to get allies. Uh, I call it the allies of, of, of women in football, women in sports, uh, which would be men, you know, like more men, you know, voicing out for us because other men will hear them and go like, hey, you know what? That's cool because we, we can't change the opinion or the minds of these people who are against diversity. We need people who, who are from, you know, like our 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 of the other gender to help us out. I would call them the allies, like I said, because that will really help and elevate the conversation and, and sort of like change the direction that we're trying to move towards as well. Yeah, sorry about that that call that came on. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, moving on to the next one, okay? So I know we've been talking about a lot of challenges and all that, right? So despite the challenges, you know, what are some of the, you know, those best moments, those, those little things that kind of like um, push you on in that field that you're in right now, right? To do the things that you're doing right now because, yeah. For me, um, the Vogue uh, thing was actually such great validation uh, to what I was doing. Um, to be honest, like I've never been rep um, before this, I've not been represented by any agencies or anything like that. But um, to have someone just like how she found me was really, really random. Uh, she found me via Instagram and she just asked me to cast. And we, she, um, the, the producer, like she just uh, took me to one, you know, one corner of Suntech City. And then she asked me if I could do a few poses for her, do a little bit of a walk. And then she was like, oh, okay, 
then I, I, I didn't know whether or not they were going to take me on. Um, and then they were setting dates and then the whole thing blew up um, disproportionately. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I, I think that was one of the highlights and it, it gave me a lot of validation because um, before this, I didn't think that, you know, I, I was always like looking to work with like small, um, maybe um, Instagram shops or like... Um, or just, um, you know, Muslima fashion, modest fashion brands, but to, you know, to be wearing Gucci, to be representing Vogue, um, that was a big thing for me. So, yeah. Yay! Round of applause. I think that we're all <laughs> proud of her, I would say, in that sense. I mean, I said it before the call that I saw her Vogue editorial uh, and like she was really killing it so it's it was a very I think it's a proud mo mo moment for any woman actually to see like that as well any, oh, any woman you. so I think uh, it's fantastic so congrats <laughs> well done well done <laughs> well for me the, the, for me like I think what really pushes me forward I think there are there are two things right one the first one is definitely uh, Amazing Grace fans right to hear from them uh, to say that oh they really love our products. They wish to see more. You know, um, they, they, you know, that's something pushes like us forward to go like, oh, let's let's figure out. We think a lot, a lot. More, let's figure out like what can we provide more to our fans. You know, not just the snacks that we have now, the granolas or the nut mixes, right? But more, what what is something that we can do more for our fans for not just now but also for the future, right? So I think that's definitely one. The next one would be definitely my team, right? Uh, because. Everybody at Amazing Grace, I would say, we are all very young. They, a lot of them started out with us, you know, when they first came out uh, from university. So a lot of them were fresh grads or they didn't have a lot of working experience, right? So to to actually build a brand from a, from nothing, it, it's really, really tough. But at, at the end of the day, to see the smile on their face where we have already met our goals or met our, you know, met our targets, you know, or, the, or milestones, it make me feel very proud because I'm technically there giving the guidance, motivating them, you know, telling the, telling them that, you know, this is just one of the challenge. You know, we are trying to make the impossible possible in that sense. So that's definitely one of the best moments. Ash, how about you, Ash? Some best moments, um, struggles, challenges that you face? I think the best moment for me was actually recently before this pandemic was actually the Dubai Globe Soccer Awards. I was actually invited. Um, I guess that's a culmination of my career. Like I felt like, wow, I think I, I have done something that I am proud of because um, I was invited to do a panel on women actually in football um, by the Dubai, um, I guess, sports um, organization. So right before my panel was actually Cristiano Ronaldo on that panel and we had some of the best players um, on the panel as well. Um, even the best referees, the who's who of football like sharing the same stage as me and I was just like, the word was like, I was like, I felt like, oh shit, man. Like, uh, like you know, I was like really intimidated, but also felt like a bit of imposter syndrome. I think you guys have heard of that. Like, you know, like, wow, I can't believe I'm here. And so I, I did the I did the panel and I, I moderated it as well. And, and just speaking to all these amazing women who are making their mark, I'm talking about like, like national team captains of England, of Italy, you know, they are the best women in football, even a female referee, the first ever female referee to, officiate um all-male game right stephanie freppert like i have so much respect for her and 
just like being on that stage with them, like I just couldn't believe I was there. And then after that, going to the room and sort of like, you know, speaking to the referees and they're like, you know what, I've heard so much about you. Like I know what you guys are doing at Futbolita. And I think like being, I guess, recognized by people in the industry as well, people that I may not, like I really look up to, even like footballers or even coaches. Um, I mean, teams as well. Some of the best clubs like Paris Saint-Germain, Manchester United, these, these clubs that like, they're, hey, I know I know about Futbolita. I know what you guys are doing. So for me, it's really like, I feel very um, blessed and honored as well. And I think it's, a, for me, the Dubai Sports Awards really kind of, like, like I said, like it's, it's I guess, the real, a real highlight for me because I, I never ever in my like life thought that I would ever walk on the same red carpet as Cristiano Ronaldo. So... Yeah, so that to me is like a really mind blowing moment. I still cannot believe that it happened. But yeah, I, I guess that kind of like coming from a kid, uh, who eighteen year old girl who was like, ah, I think I just want to become a sports journalist like one day and let's see about it. To that, like I really sometimes I cannot really believe it. But it's thanks to all the people who really like helped me and 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 all the support and sort of um, I guess you guys were related to it as well. All the late nights of like hustling and 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 just making all the sacrifices. <laughs> And you feel like okay, I think I think it's worth it. I think you know all those sleepless nights and my eye bags and and just like like hustling to no end. It, I guess it was worth it in the end, lah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> I'm assuming no one here has regrets, right? Because the next question I'm I'm asking is, you know, through all that, do you have regrets? I think the only regret that I have was uh, is that I didn't start earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I think um I like um I think I waited for the game to change instead of like just pushing myself forward like mm. saying like hey I can I can do this like you know like let's not care about what anyone else say like I I waited for the game to be created for me and then I stepped into as a player uh but yeah like um so one of the um, hijabi models that I actually look up to is uh, Halima. I don't know if you all have heard mm. of her before. Mm. Um, Halima Aden, and she she walked into like a Miss USA wearing her, her what do you call it a uh, burkini and like a headscarf like in, in the swim uh, swimsuit uh, round, and she created a name for herself. And I think one of the things that she always likes to say is uh, change the game, not the like, you know, don't change the rules, change the games. Uh, change the game. Um, so I think I wish that I was Halima. Like, you know, I wish I started the thing. And yeah, so yeah, I wish I started earlier. That's that's my only regret. Okay. Well, for me, I think, I mean, I've been asking myself that question, like, you know, many times, like, do I have any regrets? I think in general, whether I made the decision to start uh, Amazing Grace, I don't think that that was never a hint of like regret ever right but therefore but there are times where i do think about decisions i make like small small decisions that i made uh throughout the businesses throughout the business right uh but those are minor but in general i think i, I am very happy where i am now and i'm actually great i'm very grateful that i am here today like here or where have where is amazing grace today I think you know regrets as well, but um, we always have, I guess, a little bit. For me, was not being a little bit assertive. Like I didn't create as much content about like what I like to do, or like as in content creation early in my career. I was always waiting for to work with clients or to, to just do the the normal broadcast stuff. That would have been my main project. Uh, but for now, I 
for today especially, I realised how important it is to really create content around yourself or whatever you're trying to promote, even if it's your brand or whatever. I was always very scared of what people would think or of me or what they would say. You know, always very worried about the comments. So I think in my early, my twenties, especially, I wish that I had done a lot more of that sort of uh, putting myself out there more instead of waiting for uh, people to come to me. Because I think I, I was quite blessed that since a lot of people came and like, you know, you know, let's work together. But I think on hindsight, I could have also like done the startup way, you know, like Sabrina, like go out there and like find, you know, like partners, which I think works both ways as well. But when you're younger, you're always like, uh, I'm not sure, you know, like, so I, I, I guess it also comes with age. Now I'm a lot older, but like, I wished as well that I had been a lot more you know, yeah. let's go out there, like, let's take the risk, you know, take, doesn't matter, like, and of course, I was always scared of rejection, so, yeah, I think that, that was my other issue as well, I should have been just, you know, you know what, I'm okay with it, even if you say no, it's fine, I'll go to the next uh, brand or next person, yeah, that's, that's my only regret, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, like, recognizing this to be a bit more gung-ho, right, am I, am I right, Sabrina, the word gung-ho, a bit yes. more gung-ho, <laughs> Okay, um, okay, so before I actually ask the last last question before QA, so if anyone else has like questions, I mean the viewers out there, if you have questions, type it out and then we'll kind of like pop it up and then we'll ask um we'll ask the, the panelists, okay? So okay, last bit from our end is okay, so each of you have actually created your own path, you know, in your own individual fields, right? What advice can you give to those who want to take I think you've actually said quite a bit, but what advice can you give to those who want to take a leap? into something new or the, the road less traveled, you know, especially for girls who are like intimidated or to take on their own passion or feel that they don't belong or even have the imposter syndrome. Yeah. If you could share. Uh, well, for me, uh, sure. well, for me, if there are anyone who really wants to start out a start a business, right? I think you all heard it that, you know, it's going to be tough. You know, you got to be mentally prepared and things like that. Right. But, my advice is just go for it, right? You really have nothing to lose, right? Well, and while you're doing it, right, just remember you need to be modest, need to be humble, listen a lot more. I think that's where you gain a lot, you gain the most, right, from your surroundings. And lastly, it's also to be ready to step outside your comfort zone, right? Because uh, it, to start a business, I think it really pushes you to do things that, you know, you never knew that you like doing or you don't like doing, but just be prepared in that sense. Yeah. I think um, for those who want to take a leap into something new or the, the road less traveled on, like, uh, you know, you know the saying, fake it till you make it. Like, really, you just need to put <laughs> yourself out there and um, just start doing it, you know. And then the opportunities will come and then you can try and figure out like what are the things that you want to do, what are the things that you don't want to do. And also if you are afraid of rejection or if you are afraid of failure, like I like to, you know, like more recently, like I like to think of, um, you know, people are like talking about abundance and like, you know, I have a, have a, have an, a mindset of abundance. And I think that's really important, like to know that with every missed opportunities, there are going to be other opportunities that will be present for you. So like the only thing that you're going to regret is that you didn't take this, um, this leap of faith. Um, if you fail, then so be it. Like, you know, um, there will be other things that come along. So um, just do it lah. Yeah. <laughs> I think absolutely. I think these two women before me, they they sort of already 
set the tone and said some fantastic stuff. Um, but Sabrina, especially you said about stepping out of your comfort zone. That's like one, uh, definitely number one for me as well. I would say uh, don't expect things to be fine and dandy, but you should definitely do first and then worry about it later. I think I, I spent a lot of time worrying first and then after that, I never ended up doing some stuff like that. But I realized if you're not sure or if you're in doubt, like, you know, when, when you say when you're going shopping, when you're in doubt, buy first. But I think more, it should be more when you're setting out there and, and you have a, a vision of what you want to do. Just do it first. You don't have to plan so much. You can maybe plan 50%, but just do what you in, intended yourself to do and follow your gut. I think your gut is very important. Like my gut has saved me in so many situations in my life about decisions that I wasn't sure about. You know, should I be working with this person? Should I be working... And most of the time, it was it was right. It always came back uh, to sort of prove me right or wrong. And and I would say, if you feel very strongly about something and you feel that it's meant to be yours, it will it will be yours. Like nothing can ever take it away from from you. Trust me on that. It will always come back. And I've had so many gigs that I didn't get, so many opportunities I I cried over because I was like when I was younger. You know, I think that should be me. That should be me. I always used to say that, but like it like life has a very funny way of working about. Um, especially like you know um. It came back and it was like, you know what? That wasn't for you. I think this is what you deserve. I, I always believe that 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 if you sort of put in the work, you do your research and especially research, like if you do your research about what you want to be and you work towards it, take proactive steps. Like for example, right? You say you want to lose weight, for example, but you're not going to the gym or you're not changing your diet, stuff like that. So small baby steps towards your goals, but do it first and do not wait. I used to wait a lot as well when I was younger. Don't wait so much. Just do first and then, worry about it later and, and definitely like uh, follow your gut so yeah if it's if it's if it's yours and, and you feel that it's it's like your goal and and you are taking those proactive steps hopefully and i think i always say um if it's meant to be yours it will it will be yours yeah sounds so yeah. spiritual but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, think I, I totally agree because at, I, I okay so there's a few things right uh, to add on to whatever you ladies just mentioned, right? So it's like the five-second rule. I'm not sure whether you've heard it of the five-second rule, which means, right, like if there's some crazy ideas in your mind, right, and then if you you just got to do it because after five seconds, you start to doubt yourself and you start to doubt the things that, oh no, what if, what if, what if, what if. So yeah, so that, and I, I also believe in timing because like what Ash mentioned, right, like um, like there's a lot, the universe has its own way of working working it's it's you know it it's it's doing its routine and stuff like that i mean maybe at that point of time it's not meant to be yours like what ash mentioned so yeah i mean these are really inspirational things that you you ladies have shared um now the local fit team is going to kind of like send some questions over some q and a for us to see okay so the question is this how do you handle situations whereby you have to do something to gain respect from men during work i.e. male-dominated field, pitching to male investors as female founders, etc. Okay, the floor is open for you ladies. Sabrina, I think this one is for you. I see pitching yeah. <laughs> to male investors. I mean, we've definitely been in this uh, situation before, right? Uh, I think... Oh. How do you do it? How do we do it? It's really about walking into the room with confidence, right? Walking in with confidence, know what you want, right? And once you know what, you know how to say, know what you want, know what you're there to get, right? And do not back up, like do not go anything for anything less, right? So that actually shows them that, you know, the, the ladies are here for real. Yeah. 
So really, I think it's all about the confidence and know what you really, really want. I mean, Ash, but on your on your end, is there, you know, like, for example, when you have your, because you're an agent, right? FIFA agent and all that, because you struck deals and all that. So is there any, do you kind of like get into this kind of situations and how do you, how do you go about it? I think um, just to add on as well to Sabrina, the confidence, but also the professionalism as well. If you are professional in what you do, you've done your research and you've uh, sort of um, done the work, right? Your gender is irrelevant in, 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 in context because if you, you are doing the job, if you're capable, I said it many times as well in some podcasts, no one should ever say, hey, you're a woman, you don't belong here. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant because like, I'm here because I deserve to be here and I have done the work necessary. I have the accredit- accreditations whatsoever, right? But again, back to being a, an agent, I've been in situations like boardroom meetings with just all men, for example, like in, in Thai football. I worked in as well to do a deal in Thai football. And, and because of the, the language barrier, sometimes you, you really just rely on body language and sometimes the body language is you can't really read it as well. So I've been in situations where I just make sure that I'm always assertive and I'm just talking facts. Okay, if it's a contract, I'm talking my play, negotiating my player's contract. I'm just talking about the contract. We don't talk about you know the color of my hair or like the dress I'm wearing. It's irrelevant because this is this is a sports contract. I want my player to sign. Is it a yes or a no? If it's not, then of course we do it in a very nice way as a girl, but we try and you know be as professional as well. We don't like um, sorry guys, it's a little bit leggy, but <laughs> yeah, we don't uh. We keep professional no matter what happens. Okay. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next question. Okay. How do these stereotypes of femininity and masculinity limit girls and boys? Anyone? <laughs> Guys, is it laggy or or am I am I like is my internet slow? No, you're okay. It's not okay. Oh really? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I can't see. It's sort of like laggy now. Ah, uh, okay. Maybe it's my computer. Okay. Ahima, you wanna take this? Or um, maybe I'll pass it on to Ash. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what's the question again guys because like uh, it's very laggy for me so now i, I can't even see okay. um how do the stereotypes of femininity and masculinity limit girls and boys oh wow that's a very heavy question i think i think the stereotypes will always be there there's always going to be a fraction of people who will have those kind of ancient I would say, like, a mentality when it comes to, oh, females belong in the kitchen or you deserve, you know, you need to get, just quiet, get married, have 10 kids and don't don't forget forget about your career, right? These are all stereotypes that I would say a very certain group of people have, but with education, with uh, more women and men, you know, getting educated, going to school, you know, and, and sort of um, making friends from all different walks of life, we are seeing as well a lot more progression there. Um, but yeah, I think the stereotypes will always be there. I, I, I don't really have an... I don't really know how to, 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 to teach also the girls that come to me. How do how do you answer these kind of questions? But I think at the end of the day, if you like if you yourself, it has to it has to come from you. If you are doing the work, you feel like whatever you're doing is good enough and you feel that you are really adding value, then these things are not relevant. You just have to find a way to mentally sort of uh block it out of your head and say, okay, these people are just not 
on the same, I would say, wavelength or same vibes, right? As you say, as as, <laughs> as me. So yeah, I think I think that that would be my advice. I wouldn't like um, I wouldn't really care so much about about stereotypes at all because I think it will always be there, and we can't change um certain mentalities of of people who just refuse to see um you know things in a I guess in a more progressive and a more um respectful should I say way yeah. <laughs> Anyone else want to add on? I guess it's only going to limit you if you think that it is limiting. Like, you know, they, they say that girls cannot do so many things. But, you know, if you're just going to go out and do it anyway, then it's not going to limit you. Uh, I guess it's about breaking those stereotypes and showing and proving to others that, you know, uh, what you you think are the boundaries and the of femininity and masculinity can be broken. Sabrina, if you have anything to add, if not, no. Okay, cool. Okay, one last question. Mm. Could diversity also mean accepting candidates from different academic backgrounds and achievements? I'll I'll take this. Okay. Uh, for me, it's definitely, definitely right. Uh, I can just for me. Okay, so. When we, we do have a lot of candidates coming in, right? And when it comes to hiring, um, and especially for me, whether what academic background or achievement you had, it's, it's just very, very minor, right? What matters to me most is your attitude uh, towards work, towards, um, you know, towards people around you and your, your personality, right? So I think that plays a major part, especially when you are you are talking to me, that's how I kind of gauge, right? Where else the academic background achievement, that is something supporting <laughs> in that sense. Yeah. So for me, yes, definitely. I'm open to all. Yeah. Maybe it's fine, Ash. I think diversity would mean accepting candidates, not just from ac different academic backgrounds or different achievements. It's, it's basically diversity is like accepting people no matter their background no matter their achievements, no matter their skin colour, no matter their um, religious background, mindset, mentality. I mean, of course, like, um, if you're, I mean, like, in, in the best way possible, like, I mean, I, I don't mean to accept, like, um, aggression or whatever, but I mean, like, you know, just being um, accepting of people because of their own uniqueness and their own whatever, what, I mean, whatever differences that they have yeah okay ash because it's laggy now i had to go to the to the youtube to check to actually see the question okay so um i think i think i sorry guys i think definitely um diversity sorry the question was uh, yeah definitely i think sabrina you said it also pretty well i have to agree because um every candidate sort of brings their own special, uh, I guess, their own stories and their own, um, I would, how, how, do you, how do you put it, their own vision, their own goals. And I think that's something special about accepting people from various backgrounds is that you are learning every single day. And I think it's important as well that, that, that we sort of recognize the fact that having diversity in a, in a field also increases our market, you know, it increases like, you know, our, our possibility of growing together, especially when you're running a startup or a company these people could, you know, 
could give you an idea or give you a tip that you never have thought about because of their unique, you know, situation and their background. Like for example, one of my designers, um, he's actually working in India now, right? I'm not this is this is not like how do I say I did not even like um what do you call it, like outsource him, right? He's a full time staff and he's been working with my um like a marketing guy for a long time. They went to school together and, and everything. But his unique perspective about things sort of like make us change the way as well that we are running stuff. And even even if even when it came to like because it's, it's an all female esports team, right? And we're thinking about how can we include diversity in our team as well with our players. And he's always giving us fresh perspectives about what's been going on in India as well as in the Middle East as well. So we kind of like changing the way we do things as well. Not changing because of what he said, but changing because we ourselves are learning new things. And I think even as female founders or even founders in general, it's important that we take our staff as well um, and whatever they say into consideration because I think they can really sort of help us to grow the company. So yeah, I think it's, it's, diversity is absolutely number one when it comes to hiring. And, and, and I think from, I mean, moving forward, I think many of us as well will want to hire people who can elevate us as well as uh, sort, sort of help us to see new perspectives about how we can grow. Yeah. Totally agree. That diversity equals to different perspectives, which is a plus for everyone. Okay. Thank you so much, ladies. Um, any kind of like last words of wisdom before we end uh, this session, which has been fun. I hope you ladies had fun. I hope everyone else had fun. <laughs> any last words of wisdom before we end this session? <laughs> no, I think no. it's a, it's a good like. Mentioned <laughs> it all. Sorry, sorry. Ash, go ahead. No, because because I cannot see the screen, so I'm sort of like uh, seeing okay. all of you guys like static right now, and, <laughs> and, and so I don't know like who's gonna who's gonna talk. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. No. okay. Um. Any uh, last sorry. words? Of wisdom? Okay. I'm gonna kind of like say Ash. Any last words of wisdom before we end this session? I think the my word is I always like to say this. Like even my best friend knows is YOLO. You only live once, so just go for it. And if you have doubts, just do it. And like five second rule, like you said, if you are if you are gonna keep questioning yourself, you're gonna have more doubts. So whatever it is, just go out there and do it, and just be brave, like, and follow your gut. That your gut is very very important, like. But yeah, just go for it, and that that's my that's my. I always say this to everyone, like, vamos. My team knows this as well in Spanish. That means like, let's go, right? Just vamos to everything, and and yeah, never look back. Just keep going, and just like keep moving. Yeah. So that's my those that's my last words of wisdom. <laughs> um you are the master of your destiny so you know just take take the wheel have a little bit of faith and uh you know god will guide the way as well okay sabrina um, i'm quite similar with ash right so like, for me it's just 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 go for it take the risk for me i always believe high risk high return right <laughs> so <laughs> right just do it okay okay thank you so much ladies for taking the time really appreciate it thank you so much everyone and see you soon okay please take care of yourselves and thank you so much <laughs>